Welcome to Act 2 of our New Year's Eve special episode. Once again, so happy to be able to bring some Among the Stars and Boats content back to your ears. And a little content note before we begin, along with the warnings about alcohol use and gambling from last time, for those of you who aren't fans of chewing noises, there are a few during the episode, including two very prominent ones just after the 33-minute mark of the episode. Oh, and uh, stay around for a special treat from the cast and myself to you all at the end. Who forgets to account for the fuckative case signifier? Look, I'm doing my best here. Remy's notes are a mess, and it's all handwritten. Hey, folks. How goes it? Oh, Professor, thank God. You've got to settle this. I thought Remy was running this game. There was an... incident. He's with Dr. Chang now. It would have been fine if he'd drunk more water. He's... Okay, right? He will be. So it's just you four? There were more, but a few drifted off once Remy left. Okay, what are we looking at? Uh, here, this was the car. And what's the dispute? Well, I thought it was your friend's error hurt you, Commander. And I thought it was friend, your mistake damaged or hurt. The command. Hudson? I'm with Clemenko. But I'm starting to come around to Janine. A wise move. See, I... Usually. Wait, so I'm... No. I'm so confused right now. Yeah, and I think you can blame Remy for that one. I think he was trying to catch someone out with the vocative case, like I'm guessing Janine thought. But, if that were the case, he should have written it more like... This. Yeah, that makes so much more sense. Hi, I don't think we've met. Name's Jensen. First or last? She won't say. <laughs> Are you from the military team? Xenoarch, Xenolinguist? Engineer, actually. So what brought you here? My team's been cooped up most of this trip, so I really needed some new faces. And I don't know. It's fun watching people get really invested in stuff they're good at, I guess. Even if I don't get even close to half of it. Nice. Alright, if you're interested, I can give you the five second explanation or the five minute one. Surprise me. Hey, 
So this tosser thinks it comes down to biomechanics, but to my way of thinking, size is key. They're smaller than us, so that gives them a fundamental disadvantage, especially if we consider the relative size of the equipment involved. And this old git forgets that the size difference is hardly that significant. Their proportionally wider arm span would arguably actually give them advantages in some areas. Besides, there's no reason why we can't consider scaling the equipment appropriately as a matter of balance. The question has always been based on considering as is, not as- Gentlemen, look, as- Fascinating as this topic is, I'm not the expert you're looking for here. Really? My biological knowledge of the Proximans is far more focused on the... cellular level. Oh, fair enough. Though, you must have some thoughts. Fewer than you'd think. But you know who you should speak to? Who? My superior. Dr. Panella. Their work on Proximan biomechanics is some of the foremost in the field. You think they'd be willing to offer their opinion? They have been nothing but approachable since I started. And they love speculating on trivial topics like this. Sounds great. Now, if you gentlemen will excuse me? Sure. Have a good night. Now where did he go? That's amazing! That's, that's incredible! Incredibly amazing! I, I I didn't even know you could apply that kind of machine learning here. Neither did I. Then I thought I'd just try it, and... I don't know. Man, you really gotta learn to take a compliment. I hear that a lot. Say, uh, where'd your friends go? Hmm? Uh, must have wandered off. They're not serious tech heads like you and me, right? Yeah, I guess. I should- hey, That reminds me, uh, there's something I want to show you. Uh, I got a data pad here somewhere. Uh, come and check this out. Oh, uh, you need another drink? No, I'm good. I've got a- This'll only take a second. Okay. Huh. Okay. That made way more sense than I was expecting it to. And in a lot less than five minutes. Yeah, well, the professor here literally wrote the book on Proximan language. Well, one of them. Yeah, well, in my experience, the person who wrote the book is the last person you want it explained by. So what do you say, boss? Wanna play a few rounds? I feel like someone who can cite themselves to justify their answer has no real business playing. Hey, better idea. Why don't you take over running the game? I mean, I am clearly out of my depth. That I can do. Oh, praise the universe. Okay, uh, top of the round again, Hudson and Janine. Now, dear lord, this handwriting. Uh, first in on the following. That's been the conjecture for some time. Though Serrano, in her latest paper, proposes that proximal infrared vision may have been an evolutionary adaptation that originally aided navigation in low light more than hunting. That's fascinating. Truly, but we're waiting on you. 
I fold. Six of clubs. Another ten. Let's raise that to twenty. Adrienne? I'm thinking. So does Serrano have thoughts on the various cave-dwelling hypotheses? Or is this navigation idea based on other work? Yes. Her reasoning is that in a cave environment, infrared would work better in lower light, but also that the likely sensitivity of the central eye would allow detection of minute fluctuations, making it possible to use heat signatures for determining things like passages that lead back to the surface or to geothermal sources. Interesting. All right, I'm going to see you and raise you 50. I call. Three tens. I made the straight. Damn it. Better luck next time, dear Comptroller. Pour me another, Celia. Of course. Your deal. Right. So, Lieutenant, tell me, why the military sending along such a sizable team? The science of terraforming isn't exactly a military thing. Assuming the Alpha site is a terraformer. Of course, but the question stands. Well, I can't speak for the entire military, but I'm going to learn more about Proximan technology. With a side of, maybe there's a way to blow up a whole planet using the same tech that makes it habitable into the bargain? What possible practical application could that have? <clears throat> I'll add five. I'll see that. Gordon, what are you doing? Just getting to know the new kid, teacher. I'll play nice, I promise. Is this just a tactic to try and take my money? Or is this your actual personality? In Gordon's case, the answer is both. Celia, you wound me. That often happens when one shoots accurately. Either way, I meant what are you doing with your bet, Gordon? Oh, uh, call. Call. I'll check. Check. Raise ten. I'm out. I'm in. All right. Just trying to get the measure of who I'm working with. On a four-month expedition, it's important to get to know people. Actually, technically, we've met. Really? Check. Raise 10. I attended your lecture at the conference on Ganymede in 02. We were also introduced at the plenary session at the end by Professor Nassif. Huh. I don't recall. Cool. I'm not entirely surprised. You were in the middle of telling a couple of colleagues about some of the ridiculous questions you got during your lecture including one that smacked of the typical one-track thinking you'd come to associate with military researchers. Oh, that sounds like me. It was my question. Ah. Bets to you, Gordon. Fold. Here comes the river, then. Raise 25. I fold. So, what was the question? It was about propulsion dynamics. Hmm. Sounds like my assessment was accurate then. But here we are nine years later and you're leading a team. Obviously you grew out of it. People do change a lot in that kind of time. Indeed. Some people. I think Laura takes that round on points. What do you think, Adrian? I think it's Gordon's deal. Right you are. You know, um, speaking of previous meetings, did I tell you, Laura, that technically I won my husband playing poker? Really? Oh, I love this story. You see, 
We'd been introduced by mutual friends about four months before the night in question, and I immediately... Come on, this is the last card. I think it's the awareness of the current of space. Nah, I can't accept that. Damn it. Okay. It's a heightened sense of the cosmically divine. Slightly closer, but no. Damn it. Come on, Hudson. Bring it home. Uh, um... Not a chance. Hey, where's the faith? If the credit says he won't do it. You're on. Uh... I really don't think I'm the horse to back here. Eh. Got nothing else to spend my money on for the next few months. Come on, Hudson. You got this. Alright. I'll try. The feeling of the close relationship with space? I also cannot accept that. Ah, That'll be 50 damn. credits. Thank you. You got a swiper handy? I did not think this through. Well, either way, we all lose, so we all drink. <gasps> so what now? I declare myself the overall winner. Based on what? Based on how many fingers am I holding up? You make an excellent point. And as the winner, I dictate what we do next. So, after we get Clemenko some water, we are hitting the dance floor. Come on, folks. Uh, <laughs> let's do it. Um, I don't know if- Come on, Hudson. Wait, what about the professor and Jensen? Ah, uh, fuck. Not much for dancing either, I take it? Uh, sometimes. I just don't know if I'm feeling it tonight. But tell me though, what was the translation of that last one? Oh, they were all on the right track, they just didn't take it far enough, beyond the literal. Um, a number of proximants have used this expression, and over time it's become clear there's a belief in space as a sentient entity, in its own right, one that they perceive, and in turn, perceives them. Do you mean belief as in religion, or more like the way that sailors used to have their superstitions about the sea? That I can't tell you, but either way, the consensus is that the phrase translates to something like, the apprehension of space when you are within its current. Apprehension in that sentence being a word cutting both ways. Known and being known by. Exactly. Huh. And does that, like, sum up the Proximans to you? Yeah, in a way. What's your take on them? More of a puzzle, I guess. But literally, rather than metaphorically. That sounds like an engineer talking. Well, pardon me for wearing my profession on my sleeve. Wasn't meant as a put-down, sorry. Do continue. Thanks. So, when I was a kid, 
I used to take apart the old equipment at my grandmother's agricultural facility on Mars. The challenge was in working out how it all fit together and what it all did. But after a while, that got a little too easy. So, Proximin Tech... Was the best way to switch to hard mode. Yeah. Nice. Jensen, how do you read that conversation over there? Uh, that's the new kid in Xenotech. Harry Kinski or something. Kowalski, I think. Either way, his body language is screaming that he'd rather be anywhere else than in that conversation right now. And the guy who can't take the hint? He's one of yours, right? Yeah, that's Harris. Good guy, but clearly not reading the room. Would say we head over and free the poor lad. Yeah, just let me think. Ha, there. What? Where? See those two on the far side? What about them? Just follow my lead. Okay. I always go with the MZ-186. It's got the response time you need without the kernel instability of the 337, you know? Yeah. Now, now, <laughs> now on the other hand, if, if you're going to try an interface with, say, a proximate nav system, well... <laughs> Harris, thank God. you got to come with us. We need your help. Oh, uh, hey, Jensen. Uh, uh, what's up? It's Galini and Logan. They're at it again. Oh, my God. They're not arguing about... What else? But the tone's getting decidedly surly. Wouldn't you say, Ben? Oh, definitely hated, yeah. And it's starting to get personal. No, I think there was even a reference to someone's mother. All right. <sighs> Sorry, Harry. I should probably help Jensen with this. Uh, good talk, though. Uh, maybe I'll catch you later. Uh, sure. Lead the way. Thanks. No problem. Run while you can. What about you? I think I'm going to see how this plays out. Good luck. Have a good night. Happy New Year. You too. <sighs> She's going to kill me. <sighs> hey. Uh, hey. I've been looking for you. I, I know, I I'm sorry. That guy from the military group, uh, Harris, he started talking and he wouldn't- Hey, no, I'm sorry. That wasn't supposed to be, I wasn't, I, I'm glad you're here. Uh, oh, yeah, me too. And I had my fair share of obstacles to get here too, you know. Yeah. You sure looked the part. How'd you find a skirt like that? You didn't have it with you or anything. No, it... Uh, I had to improvise. I got creative with a lab coat I spilled... Uh, let's not talk about that. But it seems to do the trick. You don't scrub up so bad yourself. My mom always had this thing about having one good outfit no matter where you go. Y you know, just in case. 
So... So? Shall we dance? Look, I, I really think I might have overstated my ability to pull this off. Me too. Uh, oh, well, then maybe we should... Just take my hand, Harry. But, but, I mean, if neither of us is feeling confident about... Well, we're just going to look stupid. Who cares? Take my hand. All right. All right. That's the Jack of Hearts on the river. Celia? 50. Ooh, I think I'll need to see that. One hundred. I'm out. Not coming along for the ride? You disappoint me. Well, perhaps if I see you and raise another hundred, that'll settle your disappointment. Mm, it might. Nope. Too much for me. You two can sort this out. I call. <sighs> Nuts. That is the correct term for the hand, yes. Better luck next time. Tonight does not appear to be my night. I hope the company makes up for the loss. Always. Glad to hear it. Mostly. <laughs> I've missed this. The Nabonidus group isn't nearly this much fun. I thought you were with the Sheng Kuo task force on your last mission. I was, but I got bounced back mid-mission to come in on the Nabonidus dig. They ran into some unexpected technological questions, so I was requested. And you know what they say, whatever Hollister wants. Yes. Never was so much given to someone so undeserving. Was that aimed at him or me? Dealer's choice. <laughs> anyway, that's the curse of being the best. Everyone wants a piece of you. Speaking of which, we seem to be short a blind. Ah, uh, yes. I'll raise 20. Nope. Call. Call. You know, it just occurred to me, Lieutenant. Are you by any chance related to General Riggs? He's my uncle. Check. Forty. So, uh, military family then. Call. And raise fifty. And yes, five generations now. My father is a Marine Colonel. Both my brother and sister are Naval Lieutenants. My mother retired from active service after some injuries during the Vega Riots. But she also made colonel before she did. The families of my aunts and uncles on both sides are not dissimilar. I'll call. Call. Two colonels and three lieutenants. Quite the full house you've got going over there. So why the research commission? Why aren't you on a starship or in the trenches somewhere? That was the plan. But my father always said we should each serve according to our capacity. Thomas and Casey had the passion and the talent for spaceflight, so they went Navy. And when it turned out that engineering and the sciences were my thing, well, the choice was obvious. No regrets. Some, I suppose. But there's value in this work, and a challenge, and a chance to do something that has benefit to society beyond the benefit to the military. 
Beyond weapons development, you mean? Yes. Oh, it's back to me, isn't it? Fifty. Call. Call. Here's the river. One hundred. Don't misunderstand me, Lieutenant. I have tremendous respect for multi-generation service. I'll see that and raise another hundred. Thank you. That's the two hundred and... two hundred more. Keeps it all in the family. The privilege, the rank, the war crimes. If you're referring to my uncle's actions during the recent... I am. Though I'm sure there's plenty of other less public atrocities to go around. Gordon, you are completely out of line. And you know what I think is out of line? Turning a labor dispute into a civil war. That is a gross oversimplification of the current crisis. Oh, with doublespeak like that, you should have joined the diplomatic corps. I won't let you bait me. I'm folding, in case anyone is interested. All in. What say you, Lieutenant? Everyone is watching! Well, how many times have you seen someone go full mask at the Coco Bongo Club? <laughs> I have no idea what any of that means. Trust me, no one's watching. They're all doing their own thing. And even if they are, let them. Yeah, but we look silly trying to swing dance to this. No, we look Amazing, succeeding at swing dancing to highly unswingable music. <laughs> and even if we're succeeding badly, we're doing it spectacularly. Go with it. Yeah, but... I, I feel like I'm all over the place. Your rhythm is good when you let yourself go. Which is hard when everyone is looking. <laughs> if we're getting side-eye, it's only because we're taking up space on the floor. And I ain't apologizing for that. We could always take this back to the corner and- Uh-uh. This was your idea. No, it was yours. Was it? No, wait. I distinctly remember bringing up dancing tonight, and you said, wouldn't it be hilarious if we went full swing dance routine? And I said, let's do it. I was kidding! Well, clearly I wasn't. If you'd rather we didn't, we could- Oh my god, you two are amazing! Uh-uh, thanks. You've got to show us some moves! Well, uh, it's... You, you need to, um... Alright, form up over here. Harry, we're gonna teach these folks how to dance. Right, then... What's a gal gotta do to get a partner around here? If you do me the honor. Why, thank you. Are we seriously about to do a dance lesson in the middle of this party? I guess? It'll probably all end in tears. But what else is New Year's for? What do I do for a partner? Use a wooden chair? We'll work something out. 
Actually, we, we could. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of know a routine for three. Well, there you go. Yeah, but Kathy, what what are we doing? We have like five lessons between the two of us. So? It's still more than they know. Just roll with it. Anything we don't know, we make up. I'm not really a roll with it kind of guy. Tonight, you can be. If you want. We'll work it out together. All right. Let's do this. How much to see him? 745. Oh, feel free to count. I trust you. Kind of you. Gordon, this was supposed to be a friendly game. A chance to get to know each other. What do you think I've been doing this whole time? Yeah. That's about what I thought. What was? I think you already know the outcome of the hand. You just want to see what I'll do. Can we please just... Hush. This is going to play out no matter what we do. So much for a quiet evening. Just pass the snickets. If you're so sure of what's happening, then why don't you tell me what I'm doing? Well, let's see. Where to start? You've been trying to bait me all evening. Needling me. Getting under my skin. You're trying to find my limit. You thought that insulting my family and my service and my career would do it. So now you've gone all in on a strong hand, just to see what I'll do. Alright. You got me. So what do I learn if you call or fold? If I fold, you think you've learned that I'm pragmatic and not easily goaded, but also that I can be pushed around and intimidated when you need to. That bodes well for you if I try to rope you into consulting once we're on Teffen. But equally, if I call, knowing almost certainly that I've lost, I'll be showing you that I'm easily manipulated and ruled by ego or emotion or whatever concept of me you have rattling around that head of yours. Oh, you're right, of course. Like everything else, it's all about data. So what'll it be? Which do you see as the better option? I call. Huh. Predictable. Only if you think you know why. Oh? You think I'd rather go down swinging than be pushed around. But the fact is, I haven't lost this hand at all. I've won. We can't both have a straight flush. Actually, neither of us do. Here, I know I paid to see yours, but I'll show you mine first. I've got a flush. Not the nut hand by any means, but better than what you're holding. <laughs> this is a fun game. So why do you think that? Every time you've had a strong hand, you take a sharp breath as you bet. Just a tiny little giveaway, but you were pretty sure I'd noticed. You made a point of calling me out for folding on the last hand. You knew I knew by then. There's a lot of assumptions built into that. Maybe, but you couldn't resist making sure. That's why you didn't re-raise against Celia when you knew you couldn't be beaten. They're short-stacked, but you couldn't be sure they'd take their chances and go all in if you pushed. And they weren't the mark anyway. 
You wanted me to see the cards. Me especially, so that I'd be sure I was right. And this hand? I didn't do this breath thing? Oh, you absolutely did. But there was something... different this time. Just a little contrived. Which means you knew that you were doing it this whole time. You faked the tell. You don't sound that sure. Sure enough, that I will bet the total of this pot again, that at best, you're holding three of a kind. I won't take that bet. Because I'm right. Because you're right. Well, it would seem I'm cleaned out for the evening, so I'll move on. Adrienne, I will admit that maybe I did take things a little far, and I apologize. I do hope that there was at least some entertainment in my eventual comeuppance. Entertainment isn't quite the word. I don't know. I think I'd gladly pay money for a repeat performance. Well, in either case, I bid you both a happy new year. You too. Leave the Star Crunch. Of course. Whatever else you may think of me, I have some manners. See you at tomorrow's meeting, Gordon. And Lieutenant, my apologies to you also if I was insensitive. I hope there are no hard feelings. Not at all. I saw you coming from a mile away. Perhaps. You did win. But at the end of the day, I did learn what I wanted to in the process. And what's that? That you're smart. I won't forget that. Well, I learned that you're the sort of person who'd rather make an overly complicated mind game and push someone's buttons to get to know them, rather than, I don't know, striking up a conversation, asking their favorite dinosaur, that kind of thing. <laughs> well, perhaps I'll try that next time. And let me assure you that while you did well in the game, if we're ever playing for keeps, you'll never see me coming. Night all. You know, even on a scale from one to Gordon, that was... Off the scale? Indeed. It's certainly the most I've seen Gordon Gordon in a long time. Since I'm going to need him when we get to the planet, how badly did I screw up? Hmm. Uh, to be honest, if anything, you've probably gone up in his estimation. He might actually respect you. Really? Oh, don't get me wrong. He will still absolutely be a pain in your ass for the entire trip. He just might be a subtly more deferential pain in the ass. <laughs> I don't understand how so much ego can be contained in one man. He's been treated like a rock star of the Xenotech world for over a decade. You heard him. Unlike people like myself and Celia, assigned to one team permanently, he gets moved around based on his own choices and where he's most in demand. A reason, not an excuse. Oh, I was not at all trying to excuse him. At least his moving in and out of teams means we don't have to work with him every time. This is the fourth? Feels like forty. So that's how you managed to tolerate him? Smaller doses? Mostly, I just ignore him. Except when I have no other choice. 
I don't have that luxury. Nor do I. Well, given that nothing is likely to top the excitement of that last hand if we continue, perhaps we should stick to something a little more low intensity? Gin Rummy? You take that more seriously than you do poker. I should probably take my leave. Well, at least take a moment and toast the new year. It's only a few minutes away. This is a 12-year-old single malt. Sure. What shall we drink to, apart from the obvious? The mission, I suppose. May we all find an answer we've always wanted. May we find something to drive humanity to even greater heights. May we all come home safely at the end of it. Cheers. Oh, that is good. I find the farther I get from Earth, the lower my tolerance for inferior scotch. So tell me, Laura, what is your favourite dinosaur? Ha. I always say the crocodile. I'm a fan of anything that knows how to survive, no matter the odds. You? I was just curious as to whether you actually had an answer. I'm not sure I could name more than three. And whatever you do, don't ask Celia. Why not? My answer comes with a comprehensive lecture on exactly why. You're an enthusiast? Look. I'm not saying there's a slide presentation, but I'm not not saying that either. Well, maybe I'll call that particular bluff another night. I gave my crew leave to enjoy themselves, but there's still a staff meeting to prep for. This was fun. I hope I'm not ruining the party by leaving early, or by killing the game. By my count, neither of those are on you. And I would have gladly lost twice the money in half the time just for that look on Gordon's face. Lord knows we'll all be plenty busy going about our respective work once we land on Teffen. But if there was a free evening or two on the return... Consider it a date. Well, Happy New Year to both of you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I like her. What is the time, anyway? 11.56. Aren't we the pair? (laughs) Off in our quiet little corner while the rest of the ship celebrates. There's no one I'd rather ring in the new year with. My husband aside. I have no problem with second place. Here's to another year on the road together. Between you and me, I think I'm getting too old for this. Oh, pish and tosh. A little over it, then. I know. But you're not quite ready to give it up, though. No. Wonder what the rest are up to at this point. 
Oh, the usual, I imagine. Dancing, loud music, barely repressed sexual desire. They're missing out on the finer things. <laughs> Cheers to that. Of course, we could always try stealing a key to the mid-deck maintenance hatch. <laughs> then back across to Hudson and that's it now you've got it uh, okay and then we go into ah. Whee! yeah <laughs> this is fun right good let me steal my partner now I think it's getting close to that time hey do your thing I'm gonna let these two spin me around the floor some more I don't think I have another one in me. It's not even midnight, come on. Fancy another world? <laughs> of course. Told you it'd be fine. And fun. You were right. You usually are. Alright folks, it's nearly time. Charge your glasses, grab a partner. 30 seconds till New Year! Way ahead of you, bud. I didn't realize it was nearly midnight. Is that a problem? No, um, uh, of, of course not. You're not going to turn into a pumpkin on me, are you? No, it, it's just, um, at midnight, uh, you usually... Yeah. Okay, folks, here we go! Never mind. Eight, nine, telling me he fell for it. The Colonel had no choice. Either he went along with it, or be forced to admit he couldn't tell a real artifact from a fake one. And what was it really? Just this souvenir piece my nan picked up from a flea market on Mars. Pretty sure it was straight up plastic. <laughs> and this Colonel Freitag is who your lieutenant answers to. Afraid so. Half the battle has always been getting the brass to get what we're doing. Yeah, I hear that. I've seldom done a presentation of the corporate types that didn't end in how much or why should I care? Alright, this is our stop. Hey, Harris. You good, buddy? Uh, 
Depends how many hours sleep am I going to get. Looks like about six. May as well fire me out of an airlock then. It won't be so bad. I'll drop by with coffee early. Riggs did say that we'd ease into the day. Now, come on, get to bed. (sighs) Right. Did we actually resolve that argument, or...? (laughs) There's no resolving that argument. They'll be having it until one of them dies. Right. Night. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And this is me. Mike Jensen. Catch you back at the grindstone. See you, Jensen. Thanks for letting me follow in your wake. And the lively conversation. You military folks are a lot of fun. Anytime, Professor. You know, you're not so bad yourself, Callahay. For a civvy. Well, thank you. Tell me something. Logan and I like to have this out every once in a while. Ye gods, here we go. Oh, is, is this the famous debate? Curious to know where you stand. Do you think Proximans would be any good at football? As in, soccer? Yes. This is the... Well, what do you mean by good? You know, able to play well. Compared to what? A human? No. Yes. So, you're not even in complete agreement as to what the parameters are? Well, it varies, depending on how long we've been going. And how many pints are involved. I see. I mean, they're bipeds. I'm sure they have the capacity. But I imagine the look and pace of the game would be very different. And then you- Now this is what I've been saying all along. No! This is what I've been saying all along. Yes, but you're still not getting it, are you? What's to get? This uh, corridor takes me how to my- the comparison isn't fair. It's all about how they would engage with the game. That's always been my point. They have the leap, but not the strength. The pace, but not the- Oh, this again. You know, we really should hit up Dr. Penella tomorrow and ask them. It already is tomorrow, you prick. <laughs> Happy New Year to you too, gentlemen. Ben? I did not expect you to still be up. Neither did I. So, you took my advice? I did. Had a surprisingly good night. Took over the running of a Lost in Translation game after Remy piked early, and then somehow ended up in a quiet corner somewhere, having a very funny and occasionally very deep conversation with a bunch of the military team. Huh. Who would have thought? (laughs) How'd your night go? The highlight of my evening was seeing Gordon get his ass handed to him by Lieutenant Riggs at the poker table. That sounds like a sight worth seeing. It was. I'm glad you listened. So am I. Try not to forget this. Life is better with other people around. Even a curmudgeon like me knows that. I'll try. Good night, old friend. Happy New Year, Celia. Happy New Year, Ben.
I have a feeling 2211 could be quite the ride. He is hoping. so far yeah what were you saying before something about what happens at midnight well it um, you usually uh, the, the, the person you're with y- you know I, I, I don't know oh I I didn't even think that we were so focused on the dancing thing, and I... Wow. Did you want to, uh... Uh, uh, I I mean... Okay, had a request from one Janine Hattersley to slow it down a little bit. (laughs) Um, don't even think we could swing to this. Probably not. Maybe we should take a... Dance with me? I don't really know how to dance to something like... Yes, you do. All right. This is nice. Yeah. Nice. Better than nice. I... I really like dancing with you, Harry. How do you do it? Do what? I don't know. Start a swing dance lesson in the middle of a dance floor at a New Year's party? Hey, from where I was standing, you did most of the work. Well, I I mean, maybe, but that's not what I meant. What then? Well, I... I haven't known you long, but... I know that being like this, around people, with people taking the center of attention, it makes you as anxious as it does me. A lot of the time, yeah, but I don't know. Under special circumstances, I find I can. Special circumstances? Yeah has a lot to do with the company, actually. Ah, uh, I... I see.
could fall for you so easily. What was that? Uh, oh, um, it, it was it was nothing. Just uh, appreciating the moment. Was that all? I'll tell you another time. For now, let's just keep dancing. Jordan Cobb as Kathy Winters. Lindsay Dorcas as Lieutenant Laura Riggs. Julia Eve as Adrienne Barnes. Chris Magilton as Ben Kelleher. Graham Rowett as Gordon Price. Shakira Searle as Dr. Celia Pinella. Sam Rather Wynn as Harry Kowalski. Lucille Valentine as Janine Hattersley. Dylan Chambers as Logan. And Galini. Anthony Morales. Harris. Whitney Johnson as Jensen. Tariq Esau as Hudson. Andrei Dragovich as Klimenka. Edwin Tiong as Remy. Devin Madsen as McPhee. And the computer. This episode of Among the Stars and Bones was made possible by our patrons. Thank you to our patrons. Music credits. Our theme music is composed by Oliver Morris. And in this episode, you also heard Ready for Takeoff by Wave Art, New Mechanic by E2U, Party Until Dawn by Playstars, Party Rock by Vidon Audio, Warm Country by Your Drums, Ethereal Android by Lance Conrad, The Sense of Style by Elena Anasimova, Secret Alarm System by E2U, Stable by E2U. Rocket Fuel by DHD Music, Fun at the Disco by Easy Vibe Sounds, These Romantic Feelings by DP Music, or the aforementioned were licensed by Motion Array, and the old Lang Syne acoustic version you're currently listening to is performed by Libericon Sound and licensed from Pond5. And finally, as promised, a little treat from us to you. We're going to play you out with a song.
Oh. 